Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center here in Tucson, Arizona, out to the world through our podcast, our daily program heard around the country uh, from our Family Life Radio Studios and Intentional Living Center. As I mentioned in Tucson, Dr. Randy here, Jennifer behind the control, Stephen, our producer, Gino on Facebook. Well, I'm on Facebook, but he's running it. Uh, I'm glad to have our Facebook friends join us from around the world as well. You can post your comments and questions there. Um, and call, of course, during the live hours when we're here, 888-888-1717. You're new to the station. You're new to the program, right? I get people say, what is intentional living? It kind of makes sense. What is it? We're all about helping people experience life as God intended. So it, that begs the question, what did God intend? Does God intend for us to live every day in a miserable state, emotionally and relationally? No, I don't think so. Um Does God want us to continually, tend for us to continually be in a state of worry and anxiety, fear? Nope. In fact, it says in Scripture, God's not given us that. He's given us a spirit of of power and love and a sound mind. He says uh, through Paul to young Timothy. We see that in the New Testament. And so we want to take what Scripture teaches and say, okay, now how does that really apply to how we live in our daily life and our relationships? And that's why we're here. Love to have you join in with your comments or questions on our storyline. 888-888-1717 is the number. Let me go to Fiona, who's in Michigan today. Hi, Fiona. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What part of Michigan are you calling from today? Flint. Flint. Well, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. What's, uh, what's your question? Yeah, so my question is, I am a single mom. I've been single for about three years, mm-hmm. and it was by choice because um, I really never found somebody that ticked most of the boxes, especially being a Christian. Um, so I finally found somebody that I really like, and he really likes me, mm-hmm. and I've, to- I've told him about wanting to be married. And, but I want to, I want to emphasize how it is important to me to be married uh, without seeming so pushy or um, so demanding. And, but I, and yet I, I don't feel like I have so much time to waste after. So in other words, shape up or ship out. <laughs> yeah. Let me cut that. Sorry about that. I just like to cut to the chase because that's what you're saying. Hey, come on. Either, either shape mm-hmm. up or ship out. Either let's get married or let's move on. How long mm-hmm. you been dating? Fiona? No, we've just we've just met. It's been about a month now. And you're already saying, "Hey, let's get serious or or ship out." No, I I want to make sure that he knows that that is that is my mindset and i also want to get like a, a a good understanding of what is the right time like when do you feel when do you think would be the right time to be like nah he's playing me cuz i have dated somebody for 6 years before <laughs> all right let me ask you what yeah I, I hear that now how old are your children one is 5 and the other is 15. So I'm assuming you're keeping them out of this relationship. Not really. <laughs> no. Well, 
you said you had a date you dated for six years before and then that thing fell apart how did that impact yeah. those kids um he was the father of my second born and, and so but that's but why not I the, get it right but how did it impact your 15 uh, year old she loved him because he treated her like his own so when he when that thing fell apart she was hurt another loss so so much so yeah much. yeah yeah and that's why i asked the question I'm, I'm trying to just very graciously i'm i think continue a message i tell people who are dating and you have kids just be really 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 careful about introducing th that relationship to those kids because those kids are coming at it uh in ways that may be totally different than you are and if they start to bond and then things don't work out that creates a really difficult problem for the kids and another loss in the lives and so uh, be careful. Number two, if you're what I hear you saying, Fiona, is listen. I've I was with a guy for six years, and you had a child. Now listen, and he's gone. You know now, as a believer, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. Um, and I heard you thinking maybe he was playing me and got what he wanted. And now he's gone. Um, is he completely out of the, out of your life now, or is he in, involved in your child's life? He's dead. Oh, he's gone. Oh. I'm so sorry. So, so you guys were serious about getting married? No. Mm. We broke up, then he died. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry for your child, sorry for you, for him, for the, that whole, obviously, a story there. So I can understand where you're entering into a dating relationship now, thinking, wait a minute, what's going on? So let me, you asked my advice. So let me just share with you, if I would, my, my own kids, if they were in a situation like this. Number one, be careful with your kids, keeping them out of this until you're clear on what's going on in a relationship. Two, don't put a time limit on it. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, my clock's passing. I got to get on with this and rush into a relationship when it's not healthy. Okay? Take your time. Um, number three, I think it's important for you to trust the people in your life that respect that you respect who may see things that you don't see. And I don't know if that are parents or brothers or sisters or, or godly friends, but sometimes people can see things that we lose with the haze of love. You with me there, Jennifer, the haze of love, right? Uh, that can happen in, uh, in life when you're, when you're dating a person and allowing others to speak into your life. So I would not rush it. Now, if you want to communicate to him that, you know, hey, uh, I've been down a path. Here's my history, being honest with him, and that I'm not really interested in just, I'm not, I'm not just playing dating. I'm not here to be a, a part of your life and we're going to have sex and we're going to enjoy each other and do these things. I'm not looking for that. Uh, I'm a person that looking for a serious relationship a godly relationship, and this is what I expect, and this is what's important to me. And you know what? If that chases him off, you're better off early on than later on. And so being honest. I think so often we run into a relationship and then we think we want to hang on, you know, it's got to be, I'll adjust and I'll do whatever I have to do to keep this person. You're much better to remain single than you are to be married with the wrong person. So that's my fatherly advice, okay? Um, I, I hope that helps a little bit. 
Uh, By the way, you can share your comments. Maybe you disagree. Give us a call on our comment line at 888-888-1717. I'll be back with Ron in just a moment. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Laughter, fun, hope. You'll experience all of this at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. You'll have a great time at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing. And Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, I hope you'll do that. We're going to be in Auburn Hills, uh, Detroit metro area on March the 2nd, Saturday night, Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, and then in East Lansing at the New Hope Church, and that's going to be on uh, Friday night, the 1st of March. Last time I checked, we are selling out fast, especially in East Lansing. So many friends in Central Michigan. Uh, So get your tickets. Looking forward to meeting so many new friends who are listening to us on 93.1 all across uh, Southeast Michigan. Love to have you come and be a part of this night. We're going to celebrate what it means to have a marriage, but also share with you what does it mean to take your marriage to another level? What are some things that you can do that will make a difference? Got a great marriage? Let's make it greater. If you're struggling, really hurting, maybe on the verge of saying, I don't know if this is going to work. We want to give you some encouragement and some practical things. Don't miss it. Bring some other friends with you. March 1st, March 2nd, in uh, East Lansing and then Auburn Hills. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, and get your tickets. Speaking of Detroit, Ron must be listening to us on 93.1 and somewhere around uh, Detroit. How you doing, Ron? Well, good afternoon, Dr. Carlson. Yes, I'm listening to Family Life Radio 93.1. So glad that Family Life Radio has a presence back in southeastern Michigan. The void was long, but we're glad you're back. Well, we are too. And uh, when the opportunity was there, we stepped in, made a big decision, and took on a big project to get that big signal there at 93.1 to be on the air. And we're glad to be there. So, Amen. I, I got saved during when it was the WUFL, 1030 a.m., about 28 years ago. So I'm so glad you're back. Well, thank you. Well, we're glad to be back as well. What's going on? What do you want to add to, to this today? Well, well, first of all, God bless your call screener, Steve. He is just a great, great guy. I spoke to him for a minute. I felt like I've known him my entire life. That's yeah, that's the body Steve. of Christ, friend. That's him. Yep. So you were talking about blended families and step families and exes, and I got saved in the midst of a divorce. I believe in Romans eight twenty eight. With all my heart, God uses all things. Uh, my wife walked out the front door, said goodbye to me and the children, and through that series of events, I needed to get hooked up to a carpool, and I got saved by the grace of God. Wow. But my glory to God story is. We never once, the Lord imparted on my heart when I got remarried. We never, ever, ever used the word steps. The Lord laid it on my heart. Let's call these children my children because God gave them to me. And we never used that. And when I introduce some people, this is Renee, this is Sherry, this is Gary, this is Stephanie. And society uses steps to knock people down the peg. Here's my children, and these are my steps. 
So we refrain from using that for 28 years. Our children are all now productive, healthy, and happy adults. So I just want to encourage your listeners, key in on blended, key in on Romans 8, 28. God uses all things for his good and our, our good and his glory. That's right. That's a great message, Ron. And it's a powerful reminder to the blended families that we talk to every day when we come to our marriage conferences, a good percentage are blended families and uh, looking for some encouragement and, and the challenges and the opportunities. But listen, where you are today, lear- learning to be content where you are with the challenges you face, whatever they are, they're different than the next family. But I can tell you right now, every family listening to us around the country or around the world on our podcast today, you're facing something. Maybe something you totally didn't expect. And there you are. And what happens is, I'm going to talk about this at the conferences, expectations minus what happens in reality will always create a hijacked emotion of some sort, typically disappointment. And so we get stuck, and that creates unhealthy daily habits in our marriage, in our family. Expect your spouse to understand something. The reality is they don't. You get a hijacked emotion. Maybe you're disappointed. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're frustrated. And that can create an unhealthy daily habit. Ignoring, playing games, being passive aggressive, any number of things. We want to turn the flip that thing around and be clear in establishing an understanding of what our expectations are. Are they godly expectations? And then ask the question, what does God expect of us? And then face reality together, whatever it may be. If you're a step family, a blended family, I like it better. Make sure that you're moving forward together in the reality and not allowing that to turn into a hijacked emotion. But to be able to communicate, love each other, communicate with each other. It's a powerful thing. That's uh, what intentional living is all about. All right, Ron, thank you for your call, my friend. I uh, appreciate you taking time uh, to share to share with us uh, today. All right, let's go to our next uh, caller, I think is from Arizona. Go right ahead. Hi, Dr. Randy. Um, my name is Becky, and I'm calling from Goodyear, Arizona. Um, I work at a high school, and I work in the office, and when teenagers get in trouble, the parents blame the school rather than blaming themselves for not parenting them correctly because they don't give them boundaries and guidelines and discipline at home, the kids get in trouble at school. And so when they get in trouble and the parent gets contacted, then the parent turns around and blames the school, saying that we're being too hard on them or, you know, the teacher's wrong or something. What do you tell a parent a correct way that's not offensive on how to help them train up their children in the way they should go as Proverbs says. Thank you. Yeah, you know, if we had an answer to that, we could package it and uh, make a million, I suppose, (laughs) Becky, Uh, because once you go to anyone and you say, if you did this, they immediately will see that as a blaming comment and they'll get the reaction that you will typically get when someone feels that they're being accused or blamed for something. Uh, probably the best approach is to sit down with the parents if you're able and talk about the child, keep the focus on the child, the child's behavior, asking the parents how they feel about that, uh, what things have worked for them, 
what things are they struggling with. In other words, you're there to help them. And then if the door opens and you've developed that little connection point, that little bonding point in your discussion to say, well, can, is it okay? Here's an important thing. Ask for permission. Is it okay if I share a couple of things that I've seen that have worked with other parents? It could be helpful for you, perhaps. In other words, you're taking a very humble approach, not this, I'm a professional and you're a parent and I'm here to tell you how to do it. That We don't like that in marriage. We don't like that in life. I mean, it's just human nature. But when we can come alongside, open the door, ask for permission, and then take that opportunity, if they give you permission, to share some thoughts without using the word you, that can be, uh, that can be productive. All right, uh, we're talking intentional living today, 888-888-1717. Let's go to Texas. I think we have another question. I was wondering how to deal with the situation. My husband continues to talk to me in a very disrespectful manner. I continually tell him to please not to talk to me that way. He's a Christian and he's not a Christian. But my question is, I continue to ask him, you know, don't talk to me in a disrespectful manner. And just at what point do you just keep allowing this to happen? I pray about it. It's caused me to be more intentional in being patient and showing Christ's love, even in situations where you don't want to. But I just don't know how to deal with this, and it's really been bothering me. So I wanted to find out how or what, I guess just keep praying about it. But I just wanted some more guidance on that situation. Well, I, you know, first of all, I, you know, I hear your question, and it, it, it hurts me because... Why are we? Why do we hurt each other in our marriages? We, we pay for it in our marriages. We pay for it emotionally, relationally, financially. Uh, lack of intimacy. I, I don't see any upside. I, I guess I'm too analytical, but I don't see any upside in in our marriage trying to put our spouse in a place of disrespect. If you got a problem, deal with it. If there's an issue that needs to be talked about, talk about it. Grow up. We're talking about expectations, reality. Then we talk about our hijacked emotions, and that's what happens. We get hijacked emotions, and those hijacked emotions turn into disrespect so often. So how do you handle it with your husband? I, I would encourage you to take your husband out to dinner or in a side room, not when you're angry, not right at the point that this is happening, and I think I would lay the cards on the table face up with your husband and say, honey, I love you, but I just got to be really, really honest with you. Yesterday when you did this or when I said this and, and you responded this way, I don't know what you were feeling or wh- wh- where that came from, but I got, I got to tell you what was happening for me. Again, we're not here to just blame him. We're saying this is what was happening to me. It turned me off. It made me frustrated. It doesn't make me feel closer to you. It doesn't make me to feel more intimate towards you. And um, it just really hurts me. And I just want you to know, I, I really don't expect to be treated that way. It's not, that's not a way that I want to be treated. And I don't think you want to be treated. Is there something going on that I can do to help you so you, so you don't react that way? I'll take my responsibility for how I can be a better communicator. But I want to be clear with you that that is not something that's acceptable to me in our relationship. I think that's really critical. I mean, we're talking about the power of one thing. And one thing, one of the things we have to do is to be very clear in terms of telling the truth. All right, Cheryl wants to talk about adult daughters, her adult daughter. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Stay tuned.
All right, let's go to Cheryl, I think, has a question for me in Arizona. Go right ahead. I have a question regarding um, help with me as a mother with an adult daughter and with my um, grandsons. Uh, my adult daughter, there's a time frame when she was 16, uh, she created uh, drama to get her dad that had abandoned her in her life for 10 years while she was growing up to attention by running away and saying, Dad, come get me. And um, that lasted not even a week, and she ended up living with a bunch of guys from um, MySpace that were in their 20s when she was 16. And I didn't see her again until she was 19 because I couldn't find her. But now she's had children. I have a seven-year-old grandson and a baby one-year-old grandson as well. Uh, since then, she's gotten into um, heroin, and um, she's just uh, coming off of heroin. Um, and the children have gotten taken from her and put into foster care. So... I'm, I was wondering, you know, what kind of parenting things that uh, you can uh, talk to me about um, in regards to mothering her and also um, my grandsons. Mm. Well, you know, we've heard this uh, question many times over the years, same kind of question, and uh, we always come back to the same thing, Cheryl, is the number one priority is those children. Uh, our our children grow up and they make decisions. They become adults and they got to be responsible. And as I tell others, we can only be responsible for this little three foot circle around ourselves. We can only be responsible for what we say, what we do. It's the three foot rule of intentional living. I mean, you can share with your daughter what you think. You can take care of your own home and make it a safe place so things aren't done or said or whatever that. Uh, are not appropriate in your home. And so you can't control your daughter. How do you parent her? You pray for her and you let her know you care for her and make resources available to her, but you step in when kids are involved. Whatever you can do to maintain a good relationship to be the kind of grandparent that you need. We got thousands of grandparents listening today uh, who are standing in the gap for their kids. And to the extent that you can do that, that, that really should be the focus. I mean, you want to be a good parent to your daughter, but uh, remember the roles have changed now that she's an adult and made decisions. Pray for her, encourage her, be available, but don't enable her to make bad decisions and whatever you do, take care of those kids. All right, I'll be right back. Valentine's Day can bring out a lot of emotions, but there's no mistaking the thing we most associate with Valentine's Day is love. In our marriages, it's difficult to find ways to express our love for each other. Sometimes it feels like we're speaking entirely different languages. That's why in February, when you support Intentional Living with $30 a month or more, we're giving you a special gift from Dr. Randy's bookshelf, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. This best-selling book offers you insight and practical advice to get to know you and your spouse's unique love languages. Give now for the book and unlimited access to all of Dr. Randy's exclusive monthly teachings over the past two years by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Have you ever said to your kids, clean up your mess? You've seen the mess in the bedroom or the playroom or outside and you want them to learn to clean up their own mess to be responsible. 
And that's one of the things we need to be telling ourselves. Hey, self, clean up your mess. And the mess might be a relationship, it might be a financial issue, it may be a health-related issue, maybe there's a person that you need to connect with and, and deal with some issues uh, to benefit the relationship or sometimes even to finish a relationship. But learning to clean up our messes is a powerful reminder of what we tell our children that we need to be telling ourselves for God's glory and certainly for our benefit and the benefit of our family. Mm, that's an excerpt from uh, a new lesson we're working on for the new exclusive website for members. And it's, uh, it's the top 10 list uh, that I put together of things that we say to our kids that we would be wise to say to ourselves. And that's one of them. Clean up your own mess. Wouldn't it be nice to tell ourselves that? Hey, self, clean up your own mess. Got unresolved issues, problems. Take care of your own mess. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. What would you? What are things you've told your kids that you really should tell yourself? That's one of them. There's nine others in the lesson coming up uh, on the website. We'll get it up there here shortly. And that brand, that uh, brand new offer from uh, Doctor. Gary Chapman, my friend, from a book that he wrote many years ago. Many of you have it. You've heard about it, The Five Love Languages. And what I did is I had an interview with him. I talked to him for about a half hour or so. And I just said, okay, Gary, let's get real. How does love languages work in this area when you have disagreements? How does it work when you can't agree on money? How does it work with your in-laws? How does it work when you're doing it and your spouse isn't willing to do it? And so we talked about the five love languages applied in your marriage. And we're offering the book as well. Both of those, one will be on the website. The other, we're going to send to you the uh, paperback copy of the five love languages. Share it with someone. You may have the book. Share it with someone that you know. Put it in your church library. But come and join us. Your monthly support allows us to do this at uh, at uh, theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Looks like we're about ready to wrap up the show here in just a moment. Uh, so let, let me just do this. As we're getting to the end of the show today, we're into this new month here now in February, and this is love month, and maybe you're not experiencing that all that much in your relationships. One of the things we're committed to here at Intentional Living is teaching what the Bible teaches and what God expects, because at the end of the day, we want you to experience all that God intends for you. He is your heavenly father. He's a good father. Maybe you didn't experience that on earth. You don't deserve to be mistreated or misused. God's intention for you, as the scripture said, is for a hope and a future. He loves you. And we're here to remind each of you and to equip you on what does it take to start to experience God's very best for your life. And that's why we take our calls. That's why we do what we do every day. So to interact with us, engage with the ministry, come on over to our website. It's probably the best spot, theintentionallife.com. You can find out about the ministry, how to join the exclusive, where we, re, we uh, make sure you receive all the ongoing teaching and the past teachings from the ministry. Dozens of hours of content all available on that special site. The uh, Gary Chapman books available as well this month uh, as you support the ministry. And then the new teaching coming up as well. So go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And uh, you can, you can uh, get it there. Okay? Dr. Randy here for the entire team. Have a great day. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living. 